Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And I'm horrible with camera angles, so the reason why I'm not looking at you is because I don't know where to look, okay? So don't worry about it. So today, we have a wonderful guest, okay? Somebody that's been active in the community, really helping us out, especially our local bands and things. We have, from Disturbing Designs, Paul Smith. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So what's going on, man? How you been, man? You know, just living the dream and and uh, trying to trying to get this little business moving moving along and and uh, getting back into live music, which I, I really love. Um, I'd stepped away from that for a long time and and I forgot how cool it is to be involved. So so I um I definitely uh, enjoy getting back into that aspect. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, so what is it about the life sound that you enjoy most, if I can ask? It doesn't compare. I mean, you, you know, when you're listening to it in your car or, or at home or wherever on a podcast or, or on Spotify, you don't feel the bass in your chest. I mean, there's just yeah. there's just so much more involved when you're there, the, the, the textual to go along with the audio. It's it's amazing. It, it's a whole it's a whole vibe, and I mean it's just oh man. So before we get too much into that, because I'm gonna get a little carried away talking about live sound, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Well, I'm kind of old, so there's a lot to tell. Um, <laughs> I've uh, I've been around for a long time, and and like many people, I've changed careers a few times, and uh, you know I grew up. I grew up in the nursery industry, planting trees and stuff, and and then I went from that into um, electrical design, and that's kind of boring. Yeah. So, you know, for me, this is a great escape. I still do that all day, every day, but these, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur, so I've always had side hustles, and I've done landscaping, I've done uh, engineering work at on the side with a group of people and none of it was as fun as this music industry is. So that's, that's, that's why I'm here and, and I plan to stay. Okay. Okay. Yes. 100%. And so you have your, one of your businesses, which is called Disturbing Designs, and you do all kinds of marketing and promotional items, not just for musicians, but for companies and so forth like that as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. We do, and uh, we we try to specialize in um, in music because we want to support local artists, and we know that a lot of, especially fresh people, they don't know how to get out there and market. And uh, it's funny, I'm one to talk about. We'll talk about this later, but um, you know, I help other people market themselves, and I don't do as good of a job as I should. So that's something that I have to work on. Well, what do you think, though, is really like the secret sauce about marketing? Because, I mean, anybody thinks, oh, I can just make a flyer or I can just no. do this and it's going to be fine. But that's not. No. Not Engagement. Thing. You've got to be engaged. You've got to engage your audience. You have to keep your name in front of them. You have to network. There's so much involved in promoting your company. It's it's more than a business card or a flyer. Oh, Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a perfect example. How much time do you spend in front of other people promoting your business? Um, <laughs> it's a big part of your day, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, you know, um, and now, like, 
I'd never had an Instagram before. And then you get on Instagram you, for your business and it's a whole different thing than selfies after selfies, mm-hmm. you know, and oh my God. Uh, so, and you were mentioning, you know, you, I, I keep going back and forth because I got ADD and I'm running on fumes, but it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> I, I know what you did last night. <laughs> For, for those that don't know, Missy had her one-year anniversary. Um, now, this won't air. It wasn't actually last night, but she had her one-year anniversary party, and, and uh, she had a lot of great guests there, and a lot of people showed up to congratulate her, and, and we're proud of you, Missy. We're, we're glad to be part of this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It really means the world to me to get support from, from local artists and professionals like yourself, especially, you know, and because you've been grinding longer than me. So, you know, when you see somebody just kind of, eh, this is just a phase and then versus somebody that's actually really trying. So mm-hmm. thank you. I appreciate that. Lots of hard work. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, man. So when did you decide to start disturbing designs? Was it because you have the passion for life sound or it was just something you wanted to do at that time? You know, it, funnily enough, we, we started this uh, back in 2012 and it was just an idea at that point, mm-hmm. and we it, it. The main thing was I wanted to have something, like all my other businesses. Another business that I didn't mention is is I set my wife up doing um, commercial nameplates and things like that, um, sign signage and and, and nameplates, and she. Um, we've been doing that for twenty years now. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a shop at, at our at our home, and that's where she does all her work. And part of that is a legacy. I wanted to leave my, my daughter a legacy, um, have something that she could fall back on. So this was part of that plan. And even though, you know, we started it, we named it in 2012, we didn't do a lot with it mm-hmm. until recently. And so, you know, it's 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 only been a couple of years, and and um, you know, if you look at our social media, it looks like we don't do anything. But it's because, again, I preach, but I don't do. <laughs> and so, I was joking. I think I talk, joked with you last night that you know I post quarterly whether I need to or not. <laughs> yeah. That I have to get better at that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I need to take my own advice, and I need to engage more. Um, right now, most of what we do is word of mouth. We've we've gotten a little bit from from web presence and from social media, but we're working on that, and we will continue to work on that. Excellent, excellent. But yeah, it's all it's all about family, and it's all about leaving a legacy for my daughter and and now her her boyfriend, who you know, hopefully will join the family one of these days. <laughs> I love that, you know, uh, and and that's that's wonderful. You know, it's like uh, you you got this business going on and you're helping to take care of your family, but you're leaving your legacy to you. Like it's so much more than like like you said, just a business or mm-hmm. a business card. Like that's family. It's family, man. You know, and it, it's a part of you. You know, it is like your fingerprint. Exactly. That's awesome. Yep. So speaking of fingerprints and legacies, so what would you say is makes disturbing design so metal? Besides the fact that they're metal, you know. <laughs> well, I think the biggest part is we take a lot of pride in the quality of the product. We, um, for instance, if someone sends us, you know, most people, most bands have some type of logo, some type of graphic that they use to represent themselves. 
most of it is crap. And so we we don't let that go out the door. Mm-hmm. If we receive a file and it's not right, we make it right. We'll work with that client to make that product as good as it can be because our name's on it, their name's on it. We want both of us to be professional. Right. So that's something that that we've just we pride ourselves on. And sometimes we spend way more time than we should correcting files, but you know, it's the end product that that's important. And nowadays like have you like do you use have you had to upgrade your software over the years from when you first started the business to now because especially like with programs like Adobe that's always releasing new versions of stuff and Yeah, we started out using Corel years and years ago. Uh, 20 years ago, we, we started using Corel and we use that for our other business. And we can use that for what we're doing now. But what we use now is a lot of proprietary um, software mm-hmm. for the machinery that we use. But we do Adobe mm-hmm. and I've chosen to do the subscription service to Adobe. That way, we're always up to date. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. Yeah, because I mean, it and that's such a. I'm just incredibly like impressed, you know, because and some people think, you know, oh, I can go and make like we were saying earlier, I can make my own flyer and make my own business card is no thing. But no, that's not it at all. You know, because you like I've seen the quality of your work. I'm wearing the quality of your work, which I'm in love with. You you know, Uh, and uh, and the it's comfortable. It looks clean. It looks good, you know, kind of thing. And so I can only imagine what. your office looks like with all this machinery and paper and print and things like that. It's kind of full. <laughs> it, sometimes when we get really busy, it's it's hard to stay out of each other's way with, with product laying around. And and so, yeah, it gets a little cramped sometimes. Eventually, I do need to uh, expand the office a little bit and get some elbow room. Mm-hmm. Have to give up a hobby to do that, though, and I'm not quite ready for that. And so do you incorporate your love with uh, with the music very heavily into your business as well? Like you do, like you've been at live shows also, you know, where your product is being featured kind mm-hmm. of thing. I try to support the artists that, that support us. Mm-hmm. And so, and even artists that don't support us. If I go to a live show and, and to see one of my clients and there's another band there, I'll buy their merch to support them mm-hmm. because it's not all about me and my business. I want, I'm here to support local. And, and to me, that's very important. If they use someone else, that's fine. I'll support that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather amuse me, but, right. but I will support that. And so, so I, yes, I will definitely buy merch from, from other artists and, and just see what's out there, see what, what's going on in the music world, see who's new. Um, you know, I'm always, I have a very eclectic taste in music. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking for a new sound and i enjoy that yes i i feel that man even when it's a band like from another country speaking another language i don't need to know what they're saying to appreciate it absolutely I just kinda, not i just kind of roll the dice and hope it's not about you know hurting children you know right <laughs> ignorance is bliss you know what i'm saying yeah i'm just like please don't be talking about hurting kids let's go <laughs> yeah yeah i'm i'm all I, i'm i've always been that way if i like the sound of something then I like it. Yeah, it d- doesn't really, to me, the words aren't as important as as the music. In some instances, there are some songs that have true heartfelt meaning, and you know, I get feels listening to music, mm-hmm. and 
you know, the shirt you're wearing right now is an example of that. Um, I listen to the EP and I get feelings from that. And it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to have an artist that can pull emotions out of a person like that. And it's amazing. It so. really is, indeed. And so you're mentioning, you know, that uh, part of half of the battle is being good at what you do and having passion, but engagement and nurturing these relationships with your clients and artists is very important. Mm -hmm. Can you give us some more examples of what kind of things you think are important when you're building up the relationship? Um, well, like I said, just engagement. Um, social media is an important tool. I do not use it as much as I should. Uh, I plan on getting better at that. I, I need to engage more. Um, the clients that use us like us and, you know, we do a lot of repeat business. And that's that's the, mo that's the most important thing is if you do a, go a good job, they'll come back. And the word of mouth will spread. So really up until this point or until recently, the last, I don't know, eight months or so, uh, it's been word of mouth. And we're just now doing social media. Um, we've got a website out. We've got an Instagram. I want to say, I got to ask this guy back here. Did Do we have a TikTok? We have a TikTok. See, okay. I didn't even, don't even engage with that one personally, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all about being partners with your, with your audience and, and just engagement. You know, we, we never know when we're going to see our next client. Yeah. You know, I was at a, an event not too long ago and I went up to a food truck and they, they had a really bad shirt on that was all faded. You know, there's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, one of our team was at a grocery store and they were giving samples away from a local brewery and they got to talking and they're looking for merch. Mm -hmm. So you never know. Yeah. So it, it it's always putting yourself out there, being prepared when you do come across that low that that potential client, mm -hmm. being prepared to engage at that point in time. Indeed. And so this is kind of a hot topic question, but it's something I think that's very important. And even like myself, you know, needs to know and hear more uh, ideas on how to resolve this. We are living in the digital age and you have people that are just not very good with, you know, verbalizing, making eye contact, you know, or even, you know, Ricky Bobby syndrome, don't know what to do with their hand kind of thing, you know. Like me. I mean, like me, <laughs> like me. I, I don't know what to do with my hands. I'm sorry, you know, but... What would your advice be to those to, that are like, I'm kind of not the best people person, but I want to try to grow and to reach clients? You got to just get out of your comfort zone. I mean, I'm not a good networker. I do it for a living and I'm not good at it. <laughs> so it, it's something that you, you just you work on over time. Mm -hmm. You become more comfortable with talking to people, talking to new people. You know, my mother, she never met. A stranger. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't get that from her. I, I ha I've had to work on that over the years. Uh -huh. And uh, so it's, it's yeah, it's something that you can teach yourself. And, and um, don't be scared. Everybody has the same fears, the same thoughts. And I've learned this over the years is, you know, a new person is just as timid as you are to talk to a stranger. Except for maybe you. You're, you're pretty outgoing. <laughs> 
you know, but like you said, this did not happen overnight. This this took some time. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, I had to jump out of my comfort zone. Starting this podcast, I was like, ew, my voice sounds horrible on audio. I don't want to do this. YOLO. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Know. Yeah. So just, you know, just get out of your comfort zone. Go out there. Attack it and uh, move forward. And, and don't compare yourself. You know, we had a little bit of conversation about this last night. Don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah. You know, I've got people in my organization that are great salespeople. And they do a very good job. That's not me. That's not my personality. And I can't compare myself to them because I'm a different person. So I have to compare myself to who I was last week and last year, not who is around me. Right. As long as you're improving constantly, it'll come to you. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, something that I am learning as I'm trying to do more things, you know, and elevate things, you know, is uh, how, like, really, you know, it is it's an art form to, to for networking, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know you say you're not good at it, but you are good at it because you have return business and you have a lot of people requesting you. I'll let the work speak for itself. <laughs> so just humoring the idea that you say you're not very good at networking, what kind of things do you like to do to work on that to make sure, like, no matter who you're talking to, that you can, you know, get your message across professionally, politely? The biggest thing is to be yourself. Don't try to be someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, you do you. Be yourself. People will see the 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 genuine desire to to be a part of their life. And, you know, I like to ask a lot of questions and I like to hear other people's stories. And that's a big part of engagement is if you don't know what that person's looking for, you can't provide it for them. Mm-hmm. So there are the, you know, I talked about salespeople and some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Some of them don't stop talking. Mm-hmm. So they never give the client the opportunity to tell them what they're looking for. And so I've always figured that, you know, I have two ears, one mouth, so I should listen twice as much as I talk. And it works. You know, you have to get engagement from your customers. You have to, or not just customers, anybody in life. You know, if you're looking for, you know, if you're single, you're looking for a girlfriend, they're not going to be interested if all you do is talk about yourself. They want you to be interested in what they like. So you have to listen. And it's the same way in business. Find out about them, find out what they need, what they want, and then offer them solutions. Yeah, because no one needs you to walk up to them and be like, hey, I spilled something. Bye. (laughs) So, and speaking of those kind of things, you know, so... Being your own boss sounds wonderful on paper, but Lord knows it is not always easy. It is not. And, and, but you, as well as I know, that you work harder for yourself than you do for anybody else. And it doesn't feel as much like work as when you have somebody standing over your shoulder and you have a deadline. And I mean, don't get me wrong, in, in our business, we have deadlines too. Right. Um, you know, obviously, if a, if a, if a band's got a concert on Friday night, they need they need merch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to wait till Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be able to get them what they need in a timely fashion for them to be able to market that at their shows. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do not. Have you ever had unfortunate issues like working with a specific client, whether it be a musician or from a business, and they're like, um, I want a picture of something that is very offensive. Have you had to have to be like politely tell them, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, not comfortable? Yet. Not oh, yet. I, I, um, we've been pretty good about that okay. um, and not had the opportunity to have to turn people down. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, because all of your work is immaculate, you know, not just the quality, but, you know, the designs and everything, you know, everything is very clear. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that because, you know, just because you can make it look good does not mean you need to get a picture of somebody's middle finger on a shirt and walk around with it, you know? It's- right. Yeah, there are things that are just offensive and, and uh, you know, we we haven't been asked to do it yet. And, and when the time comes, that may be a time for us to say no. Of course, of course, yeah, because at the end of the day, it's like you don't want to turn down people, but you also don't want to represent yourself in a bad light. Right, because, you know, for instance, on all all of this stuff, like the, the garments that we're making now, everything that, that we create, even for um, other bands and such, we have our name in the back. Mm-hmm. So we have our label there, our names on it. I don't necessarily need that to be associated with me, so I want— I want our business to be associated with professionalism and quality. Excellent. Excellent. Now I can, I, I've worked as stagehand, you know, before engineering. So I've seen how some of these road crews can come on, especially coming from out of town and they're flustered. They are just whatever, whatever, whatever. Have you dealt with a lot of <clears throat> interesting personalities working with uh, clients in the music business with certain demands that you really had to push the gear? No, not really. I, I don't. I guess, you know, maybe me being an older guy, I I guess I get more respect. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't have a lot of trouble. That's good. That's good. So is there any kind of uh, besides uh, music for sad people? Was shout out to them. Okay, self titled is out now. Music videos coming through. Follow on YouTube. Uh, is there even any uh, interesting groups that you worked with in particular that you really enjoyed the project that you were working on? I enjoy them all. I really do. Um, you know, Music for Sad People is a special project for us, so so we re- really enjoy working with them. Um, you know, we just we just did a heavy metal band that I enjoyed. Um, you know, even the genre, it's kind of a a new genre for me. I didn't realize it had a name. I just know what I like. Yeah. And I like their music, so it was good when they reached out. And um, we enjoyed working with them, and, and we're— now that the weather's turned, it's time for hoodies. So we'll be um, we will be uh, producing some hoodies for them um, in the near future. And um, yeah, they they just got signed, so we we hope that they you know blow up and we can continue to to work with them and maybe even their label in the future. Because like I said, they just got signed from a label in Austin, and so we're uh, we're hoping to work with the other bands that are signed with that label. Excellent. Excellent. And yeah, just working with that one client opened the door to a whole network of artists. That's how it works. Yep. That's how it works. You know, you get, well, like this particular band, they, they really liked our work. They, we did something that other companies couldn't do for them. Mm. Um, The pro, you know, one of the process that we, we use is um, we can get a lot of detail Mm -hmm. and they had a screen printer on, you know, the, previous person that they were working with 
um, their screen printer told them we can't do that much detail. Mm. And they, they're, they're, we put their album cover on the front of a t-shirt. Um, and it has, man, I don't know how many colors it had, but with silkscreen, you know, you pay per color with the process that we use, we don't have that restriction. So we were able to give them a multicolor product for the price of a single color shirt. And wow. so they, they were extremely happy with that. And so now they're out there touting us to the bands that they play with. When they're out doing gigs, if that particular band that they're playing with, or in some cases more than one, they, they do a lot of these shows where there's you know two, three, four bands. Mm -hmm. um, if those people don't have merch, they're working for us now. Excellent, excellent. And so do you have to, are you communicating sometimes with uh, the artist manager or with their uh, merch person whenever you're making these contacts or just? A lot of times it's directly with band members. Okay. Um, you know, whoever's in charge of, uh, you know, usually one of the band members will kind of handle the money. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the guy that we typically deal with. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Have you ever had anyone ask for like uh, custom designs? Like they say, I want an idea of a bat, but can you make mm -hmm. a custom art for it? Yep. We, we do that. And uh, we actually have a, a graphic artist on staff that mm -hmm. she um, she does a great job. And, and, you know, we all actually do it. Um, the previous band that I was talking about, I actually did all the, the artwork and we had to have it we couldn't have a big square on the front of a, a merch. It just doesn't look right. right. So, so you know, I did that work myself and and had it fade to black from you know the center of the the album cover, and we faded it to black. And that was something else that no one could do for them, and we made it happen. And and that was another reason that that they liked us so much. But but yeah, we we're, we're working with a couple of bands right now, uh, working on logos for them and. Um, yeah, they just give us a, an idea and say, can you do it? And we say, sure. And we'll figure out how to make it happen. Excellent. And have you worked with any bands outside of Texas thus far? Like, do you get uh, orders from outside of state? Right now, we're working with a band in Kentucky. Excellent. And uh, it looks like that uh, we haven't sold them yet, but they tell us that they like what they see and they like what uh, we can do. And and uh, matter of fact, when I kind of sent them a, a little sample of you know what we could provide. They were they were amazed and and they uh, they they're ready to go. I'm just waiting for the uh, approval at this point. Excellent, excellent. And I know so being a music lover, you know, and enjoying live music, you work with a lot of different musical artists in particular. But have you had clients from say House of Worships, from corporate events, or even from schools that are request items as well? Not from schools yet. Um, you know, we're doing some things for sporting events mm -hmm. and and uh, gyms and and oh, I don't know what else. I'm trying to think. I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. <laughs> um, help me out here. What uh, any anything new recently? Um, bridesmaid parties. Oh yeah, bridesmaids parties. Oh. You know, you never know where the next the next uh, order is going to come from or what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forgot about the bridesmaids. That was kind of that was kind of fun. That, we hadn't done one of those before. So, 
is there like a different process depending on the client? Like, you know, for music artists, you're already familiar with their workflow and their necessity. They maybe they need like 20 shirts for their merch table, but it's like for schools or for corporate things, it's a little bit different process. Bigger orders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely larger orders. Sometimes the materials are different. Uh, like I said, with the sports, it's a, a different type of material. So it's a different process. It, it really depends on what the materials are is how we handle that product. Mm-hmm. One thing that I have to give y'all credit for uh, among, there's a lot of things to credit for. But one of the things that I appreciate is using 100% cotton. <laughs> well, that's what I was talking about. Not We do that for our band merch because uh-huh. that's what people like. Yeah. Um, some people like tri-blends. The sporting is more polyester-based, mm-hmm. um, higher polyester counts. So that's the stuff we do day in and day out on the cotton, we can't do on, on polyester. So it's a different process. Oh, okay. So there's different ways to handle it. We also work with, uh, if it's something that we don't personally do, mm-hmm. we, um, we've we got partnerships with other companies. And, uh, you know, say, you know, say a particular item that they're looking for, we don't do, but we do other stuff for them, then we'll go out and obtain that material for them. Um, and people do that with us as well. Other other print shops, they'll they come to us when they need help. And yes. unfortunately I can't advertise those because it's you know, they want to maintain that relationship with that client, but they give us the files, sometimes they even give us the the materials and we just print on it. Uh, other times we'll supply the materials and uh, they'll supply the files and then we'll we'll sell it to them that way and they, they move it on to their their client. But we have, you know, wholesale relationships with these. So at the end of the day, the cost is about the same as what, you know, if depending on if he was to go straight to that other vendor, price is about the same if they come with to us and vice versa. So we work, again, we like to support local. So we, we have partnerships locally for that type of thing. Excellent. Excellent. So since you've been doing this, what have you found the most rewarding, except for, you know, being awesome at what you do, working with your family, meeting all these people? What what what, what, what else is perks? there? <laughs> what else is there? Life is good. You yes. know, I love meeting new people. I love meeting new bands. I love working with the family. I love working at at home. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we've got a shop next to our next to our home and that's where all the work gets done. And my commute is a 50 foot sidewalk. It's it's beautiful. Isn't it? Isn't it, man? Yeah, I, you can get really used to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm getting really used to it. I'm ha- trying to have a difficult time thinking of working for a big uh, sound company. I'm like, I don't know. Well, I used to drive. <laughs> I used to, for 13 years. I drove about 45, 50 minutes each way in traffic for 13 years. That's a huge part of my life that's gone. Yeah. So when I had the opportunity to stay and work at home constantly, I jumped on it because to me, family is is important and it's nice to be able to go and have lunch with your family. And, you know, coworkers are nice. Don't get me wrong. I've made a lot of friends over the years working for companies, but, you know, that, that family dynamic is just better mm-hmm. and you know even though you know like you're working with your wife and you're working with your children do you have some days when you have to put the dad hat hot in the middle of business and be like okay i try not to because <laughs> everybody's an adult now yeah. and uh you know depending on who you ask you know i always get 
get told my, that their boss is a hole, but <laughs> I, I'm hoping that's a joke and that that he's mean. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I try not to because, mm-hmm. like I said, we're all adults and we all know what needs to be done. I do have to have gentle reminders occasionally mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, right now it's my name that's that's out there. Uh, eventually, it will be everyone else's names, but. Mm-hmm. But right now it's my name. And, and so, yeah, there are times when I have to use gentle reminder methods, positive reinforcement. <laughs> of course. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Enjoyed it. I'm, thank you for having us. No, thank you, man. And thank you. And again, you can follow Disturbing Designs on Instagram at Disturbing Designs. Okay. And also follow their website. Okay. And I mean, just look at all this. Look at all this. Look how clean this is, son. Look at it. No blotches, no nothing, no holes. Okay, you you need to jump on this. We would love some more Instagram followers. Like I said, we're trying to we're trying to to get better at social media. So, um, yeah, please reach out on on Instagram. It's it's uh, disturbing underbar designs, and we we would love to to build up a following there. Reach out on on any of the platforms that we're on you can go to the website and and see that so yeah reach out at any point we would love to talk to to anybody and help them with their their next project well thank you including yours missy oh yeah oh oh honey Uh, once the cameras go off it's business time honey (laughs) so do you have any last bit of advice for the listeners no no not really i mean just we appreciate we appreciate like I said, local businesses, we we appreciate local artists and we want to support local artists. We want to support local businesses. And, you know, we just want to grow our partnerships and keep having fun. That part, that part, because for, for my hustlers out there, my entrepreneurs, we know it, it, you know, sometimes you want to rip your hair out. But remember why you're doing it, because you love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys next week. Peace.